Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit RedeemerRadio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. Father Bill Schooler, Father Nathan Masco for the St. Pius the 10th Granger hour here of Shareathon. Uh, Father Bill, uh, thanks for joining us. Father Nathan, thanks for joining us. Father Bill, can you uh, uh, open us up in prayer for this hour? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, our Father, during this Easter season, we praise and thank you for the Paschal Mystery, for the resurrection of your Son, and also for the gift of the Eucharist, in which your Son is given to us in a real way. We ask you, Lord, that during this time we deepen our faith in the power of the resurrection through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. We're a little bit behind. Uh, you were pointing out Father, Father Drew is known to go a little extra overtime on occasion, right, Father Bill? Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I, ho- I hope he's listening. <laughs> well, hopefully he's back in the car. He's just getting ready to leave and, he, and he's listening as you give him that little that little jab. But uh, we're excited to have uh, you guys on here in this hour. Um, the number to call or, or text give 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give to, to make a pledge here and, and and help support Redeemer Radio in this hour. Um, Father Bill, obviously, uh, St. Pius has gone through some um, very devastating car accidents. And I, I want to kind of start by talking about the community rallying around. And uh, in particular, uh, 13-year-old girl, Juliana Mendez, and the, the great news for her, obviously, that her accident from February was so devastating. But she returned to school yesterday. Can you just uh, speak to how exciting that was for your community to have that? It was great. Um, and what was even everybody was we have these purple shirts, uh, hashtag Juliana Strong. We all wore them. And it was so wonderful having her back. Also, she came for confirmation. So she joined her class and I really didn't see her. Um, but when she came up for confirmation, I got so excited. I spilled chrism all over my vestment <laughs> and Father Nathan yelled at me because he's the master of ceremony. But we're so, so happy to have her back again. Obviously, uh, Father Nathan, uh, the accident in February uh, has, has left her at this time un- unable to walk. Uh, but yet the community coming together, you know, um, how difficult has the last few months been for, for the St. Pius community uh, seeing uh, what, what what their family has gone through? Well, I think that throughout life, you know, living daily lives, you expect a few bumps in the road, but normally that's like a scrape on the knee or something. And then when something more serious happens, at first you don't know what to do, but then you see everyone rallying around you and you recognize that support, not just human, but also the spiritual side to that. Um, and really people coming together in a very special way during these during these tough months, how has the, the the faith aspect been so critical for 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 that family right now, Father Bill? They've really appreciated everything we do. You know, they. Um, I was thinking of her particularly this morning with the gospel. You know, Jesus promises eternal life, but he doesn't promise that we'll have an easy life as we get there. And I used her as an example. Also, um, we have uh, two parishioners who have moved away. They live in another state, but they go to mass every Sunday with us. And he's connected with a car dealership, and he's been working to get uh, her mom, Cassandra, a new vehicle. Oh, that's wonderful. It's uh, and they're they're greatly, greatly appreciative of those efforts. What was the the mood like in school uh, for the kids to just see her back yesterday? They were so excited, weren't they? 
Yeah. It's like you almost have a parade or something. Everyone's <laughs> watching what's going on and they're just so happy. What can you say about her individual attitude in all this? You know, people, I'm sure many people throughout the area have seen her on TV. I know Monica Murphy did an awesome story on WNDU on her when she went home yet uh, last week. Um, but she seems so strong individually for 13 years old to have that kind of strength is really remarkable. It is. And she's a fighter. Her attitude is remarkable. Um, it's, it's admirable, isn't it? Yeah, you want to jump back in with your classmates and go do everything that they're doing. So it's kind of that determination and just to keep uh, keep up with the next step. This is the St. Pius the Tenth Hour of Redeemer Radio Spring Sharathon. You can call or text give right now, 260-436-9598, or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give to help uh, support the mission here of Redeemer Radio. Uh, another uh, accident happened back in December. Uh, a family that um, very close to the Redeemer Radio family, uh, Gabe Davy, had a, a horrific car accident. Was submerged underwater. Uh, his dad, Christian, is uh, on on our board here at Redeemer Radio. Um, Lori, his mom, volunteers a lot for us for bocce ball, and you know that was a very scary situation. He's underwater, uh, and I think. Many of us feared the worst, and yet he's doing so well himself. Um, what um, amazing, powerful, the power of prayer, really, Father Bill, in those days that followed, that that he is doing so well right now here, now uh, several months uh, later. It's remarkable. Uh, and you're right. We all expected the worst because he was underwater for so long. And uh, his brother was able to unbuckle his seatbelt and get out, but he wasn't able to get Gabe. So it was very difficult. And he was given the sacrament of the sick. He told me, I was given the last rites. Now you were given the sacrament of the sick. We're not going to give up on you. But to have him back again is just remarkable. Uh, Father Nathan, one of the stories that really impacted me when hearing back from the Davy family about that was that Jonah and Gabe were praying in the car together while underwater. Can you just speak to how critical, how special that is, that the Obviously, the first thing they thought of was, you know, this is a moment to pray to, to, to make sure that, you know, God answers our prayers and we can get out of here. Well, we recognize how serious some situations are. This is a and it hits so close to home. Um, I play tennis with this family. Um, so going back and forth and I know, you know, what things they are able to do and what great talents, you know, someone has. Um, but to recognize where God is in that moment. It really comes from the top down, um, recognizing our priorities in life um, and how it all stems from our relationship with God and extends to our human family and our Christian family. So it's 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 heart wrenching to see these stories, obviously. But then, uh, as we talked about, they're inspirational, too, in, in many ways and different situations, but both so inspiring to others to see how strong the individuals involved are and how powerful um, the path has been. Um, and I think I think we can all say um, the power of prayer plays such a big role in that. Absolutely. And, and we are we are constantly asked, like as priests, um, we're celibate and we live in the rectory. Um, we don't have a family, but we serve as spiritual fathers in so many ways. And I think one of those ways is through Redeemer Radio here, reaching out to um, people to grab your attention and see when it clicks all together. Um, maybe you learn these things in class or at a mass or you heard some teaching on it, 
but then it clicks in your real life when you're out there and you say, where do I turn? Where do I share this part of my spiritual life? Well, let's let's go into that a little bit. And and if you each can kind of give us a, a reflection on uh, why you feel Catholic Radio, Redeemer Radio plays such a, a, a vital role. And for those wondering, we're in the middle of our spring share If you're just tuning in, you can call or text give 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well. But Father Nathan, I know you've been uh, you're on often with uh, Kyle and and, and different aspects. Um, but uh, what do you feel the role of Redeemer Radio is and how how critical it is for for the members of our community. I love the technology aspect of this pandemic. The pandemic overall is terrible, but <laughs> watching Father Bill try and process some of these technological things, um, but then the communication that takes place. Um, I was interviewed by Kyle Hyman as one of those, what is it, flavors Flavor of the week? Flavor of the week, yep. Um, that was the last week before we all shut down. Um, and just going through that story, and then that was played. Yeah, but that wasn't played until about a month after, a which month. was, it probably didn't feel very timely when it finally went on the air. Because that week we were kind of talking about like, oh yeah. Weren't you guys at a Comets game? When- we were at a hockey game, <laughs> and like, there was a few less people there, but... You know, no one really thought anything of it. We thought we'd be back next week or maybe we'd shut down for a week and then be on. Uh, but then to go back in retrospect, just at how we were able to process that um, and just the sort of information, but also the teaching that came along through our different avenues of technology um, with the web, with the video, with the audio um, playing on. And I think the radio has been a big part of that because we've been in our homes and we've been in our cars and. Uh, recognizing how each of those aspects comes to our ears and how we comprehend that. Father Bill? Father Nathan's right. I'm horrible with technology. (laughs) We won't let him film anything. (laughs) No, I know. I can't even film myself doing the rosary. They have to do it for me, which is fine. I'm glad to be helpless, but I'm happy to to have Redeemer Radio. Kyle came and interviewed me, too, and he brought four different types of beer. And (laughs) each of the beer segued into another section so i really appreciated that <laughs> that was before the pandemic that was before the pandemic you mentioned the rosary and something we started this pandemic is at three o'clock every day yep. we pray the rosary on live stream on facebook on our saint pius in fact we'll be doing it here at the top of the next hour um, we'll switch right over to that um, for those of us on our saint pius facebook page um, and that's really been a blessing um, to connect with people on a at a certain time but if you aren't available, then you can watch it later um, and just connecting with people that way. Well, you guys have been um, you guys were, had the technology already. We <laughs> you, were, you were blessed. You, you you were one of the, I guess, quote unquote, lucky ones, blessed ones that you didn't have to go scrambling when the pandemic happened. You guys were already doing live streaming. So. Obviously, uh, while you're not Mr. Technology, as you admit, Father Bill, uh, you, you made sure you, what the, what, what's that old adage? The smartest person is not the one that knows everything, but knows the people that do know everything. Yeah, <laughs> so I, the, I enabled them. It's, it's wonderful. It takes a team. <laughs> it takes a team. But, but you're right, because our church is so new, that technology was built in. Um, and we've had to learn a lot, too. We really had in, in order to expand our opportunities. Uh, when the pandemic started, we tried live streaming a Sunday mass, but it kept crashing. And we realized to the web on the website, right? It was originally was it were you guys originally posting directly website to the website? And Facebook and Facebook and, and whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Go ahead. Sorry, you interrupted your thought. <laughs> but it kept crashing. So we, 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 we just learned of, with a lot of things. We had to record things beforehand. And uh, we have a, a great team that does it. And, and I'm, ha- I'm so happy we've been able to do that. And it's all technology. There's a little bit of a learning curve um, with anything new, really. Um, we learned this in different types of prayer that we were learning um, as the months went on. Um, but um, recognizing where... Um, that learning moment is and how we can connect with others, how we can make that an impact moment for our lives. Well, one of those aspects uh, was probably you guys were, you know, live streaming already, but you probably had, I don't know, 10, 15 people tuning in before the pandemic. And then all of a sudden you have the whole parish. It's a big parish. All of a sudden trying to trying to tune in and it probably that's what was probably causing it to crash and everything and then you had to realize okay we got to figure this out to make sure that it, it can it can handle more people i imagine that was probably definitely one of the one of the big factors and it's not only the parish the current parish but it's people who've moved away yeah we have people who follow us from florida from arizona from all over the country it's amazing it, it, it amazes me well yeah, and you guys played a big role then for uh you know, the 2020 Easter weekend, because you guys had the mass on TV. We did. So that I know I was I'm trying to remember which one I think a Good Friday or a Holy Thursday mass that I tuned in. I'm like, well, I can watch a stream, but I've been watching a stream for the last month. At least this one's on TV. And we tuned in. So you guys kind of really rallied around for the entire diocese that, that that weekend with all that you were putting together. We did. We did. Well, they did. I just <laughs> enabled them. <laughs> I think we'll remember that week for many reasons. Yes. But one of them, we're recording the mass and we set off the fire alarms in the middle there. Is that right? With, with all the incense and stuff. And so we actually went back a little bit. And and it was at a perfect transition point. But. And nobody was supposed to have been in the church. But we had us and we had some musicians. And so the fi- we wouldn't let the firemen in. No, you just stay right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because we didn't want them to see us, well, you know, because it was supposed to be a total lockdown. Uh, all right, but then I guess I guess the statute of limitations are, are are over on that. That we can uh, we can admit that now after the fact. Hope so. <laughs> Father Bill Schooler, Father Nathan Maskell joining us here. I'm Angel DiCarlo, Sports Director at Redeemer Radio ninety five seven here in our Spring Charathon St. Pius the Tenth Granger Hour. You can call or text give right now, two six oh four three six nine five nine eight. Go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well. A hundred and twenty dollar donation gives you a you belong t shirt. You can see uh for those watching on Facebook Live, Pope Francis has got his you belong t shirt wearing right now. I don't think we got the right size though on him. I don't know. What do you guys think? That doesn't look like um, he might have been a, an extra size up. He probably needed I right? think the arms need to be tailored a little bit. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But it, it'll fit nicely for for an individual uh, beyond the cardboard cutout version of uh, Pope Francis. Uh, also, four hundred dollar donation will get you um, a day sponsorship as well. So, uh, again, call or text give two six zero four three six nine five nine eight or go to redeemerradio.com slash give. Um, we're we're talking about last year's Easter and then this year's Easter, way different. Um, not the same as 2017, 2018, 2019, but to have more people, to have people yes. at mass, um, how important was that? And and how much did that mean to, to both of you and to the pious community to have uh, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people back? It was huge. I can't tell you how depressing it was 
to do the greatest, the liturgies in the greatest season, the Triduum, in an absolutely empty church. It was so difficult. I remember on Easter Sunday, I, I wished everybody happy Easter and started crying. Whereas this year, um, we, and in fact, it was even different from Christmas because at Christmas, we still couldn't sing. Right. And we had far more people at Easter. I think people are feeling more comfortable coming back. They're being vaccinated. And so we actually had music they could sing. And our crowds, our crowds were really good. So, for example, we had two Holy Thursday services. And we did a survey to find out if people were coming. And with those two services, we had 800 people. We could never fit 800 people into our church with social distancing. Our church was uh, designed for 1,300 people, but with social distancing, really, what is it? 400 is about the best we can do. And then on Good Friday, we had two liturgies, and we had about 900 people. And we were full for the Easter vigil, and we did extra masses for Easter Sunday. If you're doing the math at home, we also have a little bit of overflow there, too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, and that's so that's so great to have people back at mass. I know I went to the Easter Vigil Mass at St. Joe in South Bend, and it, it was wonderful seeing so many people again. For me, I've seen a lot of people in certain areas because I've been at sporting events and you, if you see, you've seen people there and, that, and that's been that's been great as well. But, um, you know, starting to get to this point, and I think you mentioned a great thing there, Father Bill, having the music back has been so so, so important. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. you mentioned the Easter vigil. There's so many things that happen just once a year, the washing of the feet or the carving of the Easter candle. If you forget that or you skip over that one year, it's kind of like reinvent, uh, reinventing that routine for yourself um, that following year when you can get back to it. We weren't even allowed to baptize or, or receive anybody in the church in 2020. So we had we had to wait till Pentecost to do that. Yeah. And this year we could do it on Easter vigil and so wonderful to welcome so many people back into our community and all those people who have been preparing throughout the year through our many different ways. Uh, how many people did you guys roughly have for go through our CIA here in the last year? Oh, probably about a dozen. Okay. Um, which is down maybe a few, but that, I feel like that's very good this year and definitely um, circulating a lot more interest too um, as we look forward to next year and um, looking at how people are learning about their faith right now. If we're going through the uh, technology conversation, as we did earlier, for those watching on Facebook Live right now, uh, one of the cameras has gone down. <laughs> Sean Scott is <laughs> is working hard to fix it right now. So, see, we, we sense the technology aspect of it as well. And these are the points. And, and I joked with someone yesterday, if this was uh, 15 months ago and this happens, you're going, oh! <gasps> And now it's like, well, one more thing. It's just a, yet another day during a pandemic <laughs> and we're all used to it. And I guess maybe, uh, Father Bill, if you could touch on, <sighs> there's obviously so many things that uh, the pandemic has brought that none of us <laughs> have liked, but maybe one positive, I mean, one positive has been um, the way we've all had to readjust our mindset in terms of like some things are not as bad as they seem at that moment um, and realizing it can be a lot worse and this is not as big of a deal, maybe. Right. You know, just I, I, I always think of those months from March through the end of May when nobody could come to church. Nobody received the Eucharist. 
And I think everybody came to realize what a wonderful gift that is and what it's what it's like to not have it. I think we we have a greater, greater appreciation for the Eucharist. No question. Okay, uh, you can call or text GIVE 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash GIVE. Call or text GIVE 260-436-9598, RedeemerRadio.com slash GIVE. This is the Spring share here at Redeemer Radio, the St. Pius X Granger Hour. We actually are skipping the bottom of the hour break to make up for... Father Drew Curry going overtime. No, it's okay. Um, and uh, we'll continue on here with uh, Father Bill and Father Nathan here from St. Pius X. Um, you guys just, uh, as you mentioned, you celebrated the sacraments uh, with confirmation. And did you guys, so did you not able to do confirmation then last year either, right? We did it a few months later. And I believe okay. instead of one mass, we had two masses this time. And back in the fall, we had four. Okay, wow. So just to try and fit everyone in and get some semblance of their families, their parents and children, things like that. But I imagine Confirmation Mass was a lot more enjoyable for all parties involved here this past Sunday than probably it was last year because of the fact that you could have more people involved. Absolutely. And uh, we were able to sing. The class was a little smaller and that's why we got away with two masses. And I think last year we were still blocking off three pews. And now it's down to two pews and it helps a lot. What, uh, you know, one of the other things that we noticed, we talked about the technology aspect and you guys are going on uh, Facebook lives and doing all these Facebook lives. And a lot of that started last summer you guys had all these extra seminarians <laughs> living with you guys. And I'm sure that allowed you guys to do a lot more by having them and probably figured we got to do something <laughs> now that we're having them. Just how did that all come to be father bill that would you have six seminarians living with you guys? I, I imagine that wasn't the original plan. No, um, they were sent home from the seminary in March. So when everything, it was right about March, about around St. Patrick's day, we have five seminarians from our parish. And so all five of them came and moved into the rectory. There's another seminarian. His name is Vince Ferrot, who isn't from our parish, but uh, tagged along and joined us too. So there were six of us, six of them, and then Father Nathan and me. And I have to be honest, um, it, was, it was a graced experience. I so appreciated those guys. So they, they had to do their studies. They still had to do their studies. And so we formed, I called it a monastery. So I was the abbot and he was the assistant abbot. And we would always do morning prayer. We'd celebrate mass. Then they were on their own for breakfast and they would then do their studies. They'd get their own lunch. They would usually do some kind of exercise. Um, we always did evening prayer at five o'clock and, uh, I would have the rector's conference there. <laughs> and then we would take turns fixing supper and spend time together in the evening. Um, I'm an extrovert. And having those guys around was a real true blessing. So they were there from March until they went to their summer assignments when at the end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, sometime in there. Yeah. So, Father Nathan, how much did you enjoy that time with them? It was kind of weird at first, but then we kind of <laughs> bonded together. Um, it's almost like a big home, big family home, almost taking turns, doing the different chores, cooking meals, um, just 
looking after one another. And you can tell people in the neighborhood are getting a little stir crazy when you see people doing laps or walking around because all the gyms and stuff are shut down. So everyone's kind of getting out for the first time and looking around a little bit. Who, uh, who needed other people besides yourself living with you more? You know, Father, Father Nathan, were you like, oh, at least I have someone besides just Father Bill right now. <laughs> or Father Bill, were you like, all right, at least I have someone besides just Father Nathan. You guys got to be honest now. Either I, I was happy. I was just <laughs> happy. We get along fine. No, no we I really know. do. But I was just, I, I was, uh, it, and he's right. There, it was a bit of an, an adjustment at first, you know, to have eight of us in the house. But I'm very grateful that we built that house as big as we did. When, when we first built it, I was real criticized by some people. What are you building that so, so large for? Well, we couldn't have done it, you know, if we didn't have the room. What are some of the blessings that came out of it that you obviously would not get in any other situation than 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 this one to to be able to have eight you know two priests and six seminarians living together for several months? What, what were some of the blessings that that you, Father Bill? No, no offense, but you've been at this for a, for a few years, right? <laughs> uh, what five to seven years you've been a priest? Uh, but a couple, uh, yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the blessings you found that, that, that were different than any other year for you? Just to connect with those young guys. Yeah. They gave, they give me a, a sense of real, real hope, you know, and I got to know them too, which was excellent. Uh, you know, I know all of our seminarians now because of that, you know, and uh, on a practical level, Father Nathan and I pray morning prayer together at the same time every morning. And that's easy. We get up, we pray morning prayer. But we've never really been able to pray evening prayer because of our schedules. So with the, with the monastery together and with nothing else to do, we just started praying at five. And now we both do that now. And we, we've had a, a pastoral year seminary in Brian Kempiak. And so we pray every day at five. We just have gotten into the habit of doing that. It's locked in our routines a bit more. But yeah. again, part of that learning about everyone else's story as well in a different way than you would just hanging out when you see each other from time to time or something like that. Um, but uh, we were sharing just so much together um, and then setting different activities for ourselves, especially in the afternoons and evenings. And we could also, uh, there was room to, to have private time too. So if you got sick of being with people, you just went in your room and shut the door. <laughs> we kind of had the exercise areas, the relaxing areas, the study areas. Right. Well, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier, right? Father Nathan, when you were talking about, um, you know, people say, Oh, priests don't have families that they live with. But in many ways for those couple of months, you guys were, you guys were one of those big Catholic families. <laughs> we were, we were dysfunctional. but big. <laughs> Well, that's what a lot of families are, right? Dysfunctional. The guys uh, set up, we have a, a storage room in the basement. They set that up as a weight room. And I got, I put my bike on a trainer and I watched tons of movies. So I would go down and just watch movies. What well, did you do? Well, and speaking of biking, you got not just one, but two tandem bikes going with the seminarians. <laughs> and I made him ride with me. It was great. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you can call or text give 260-436-9598, redeemerradio.com slash give as well. Our spring share Father Nathan, Father Bill from St. Pius X are here with us right now for our Redeemer Radio spring share A couple shout-outs to, to a couple people who have donated, uh, BJ and Allison Klaska, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Paul Zagisi. 
Geisy. Geisy, thank you. They're originally from Fort Wayne. There you go. And then Terry Williams and uh, Sally Talman have sent pledges as well. So thank you all to to all those who have sent in some pledges here uh, during uh, this hour. And we we greatly appreciate your support of Redeemer Radio. And if you're listening right now and you want to uh, uh, help us out, you can call or text give 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well. As we said, technology, it can be crazy for those watching on Facebook Live. What Our main studio camera has gone down. So. You're just you're just hearing us on Facebook Live right now with uh, Father Bill and Father Father Nathan. So uh, as we continue on in our our conversation here, uh, you know, I know you guys have also um, had several funerals uh, at St. Pius in the last year. And one of um, you had some first responders as well. Uh, Maybe touch upon the the um, on those situations and, and and how. Um, moving that that time was for the first responders and the funerals that the, that you guys have for them. Well, caring for the sick just in general during this time has been very different, much more isolated. Sure. Um, but you know, when people have called, we've responded and gone out and prayed as much as we can. Um, and then that time for funerals has uh, been an even better time uh, to really just seek the comfort of others. Um, and connect with so many people and knowing that you're going to have to do it a few different ways, I think allows for a few stages of that to occur. And as you mentioned, we did have uh, three huge funerals for three first responders. And um, it was I'm, I, it always amazes me the fraternity, the, the bond of fellowship that those people have. And then they have their own ritual afterwards where they bring these big fire trucks <laughs> And I was, yeah, we're priests. We see what the other priests do. And <laughs> so it's kind of great to see the other professions as well. Yeah, it was. I, I was really glad. Uh, one of them, the last one, uh, the, the young man uh, grew up at Little Flower. And it was it, it was technically a Little Flower funeral. But Father Terry called me and said, you have a bigger church. I said, I know you can do it here. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a young man. He was killed in an accident. Um, greatly loved. He was a graduate of St. Joseph High School. So it was I'm glad we could do that. Well, and I think that's one of the things that you guys have been leaned on, right? Uh to as the bigger church, the biggest one here on on the on the Michiana side of the diocese that you've been leaned on to to pick up a lot of things because we can't do some of those things at the smaller churches, you know, as many people. Your home fa- parish, St. Joe, they did their confirmation at uh, at St. Pius last year. St. Vincent's and Elkhart. Uh, and we're happy to host those. We really are. And then did you guys not pick up – I know you guys picked up both baccalaureate, baccalaureate masses, right? I mean, you already did – did you already – Yeah. You guys already do Marians, right? Or is it – St. Joe. You do St. Joe. I always get mixed up. You guys already had done St. Joe, but you end up picking up Marians as well. Yes, because it's uh, – St. Pius is a little bigger and our technology is better. Yeah. So, the, I mean, and that's so important to be able to to be able to do that, reach out and and help everyone out. I'm sure that was something that means a lot to you guys to be able to um, serve the rest of the community, the rest of the Catholic community beyond just your your, your parish doors. Yes. I was glad we could host that. All right. Uh, tell us what else is kind of going on at, at Pius as you guys are, st- as we say, they're starting to open back up and, and hopefully get closer to, um, you know, being 
quote unquote back to normal? What are some of the things that are 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 happening at Pius and some of the things you guys are hoping will start to happen at, at Pius? Well, we've seen just like at our parish throughout the diocese, we've seen our Catholic schools being open and so many of those formation and catechesis programs, not just sacramental prep, but teaching and engaging with ways to pray. I mean, what better time right now than to lift up your particular situation to the Lord and doing that in whatever way you feel most comfortable, whether it's attending mass, whether it's hearing something on the radio, something online, uh, a video. Um, there's so many different Catholic uh, podcasts and things like that out there right now that people are cracking open the Bible for the first time in a while or re, um, learning to relearning the rosary or the divine mercy chaplet, or maybe some of those prayers that were stuck back a while, but we're kind of um, re-engaging with them. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that was a blessing for me because I'm a cyclist, so I could keep my exercise up and my interests up by biking and I would drag those guys out. And as Father Nathan mentioned, I borrowed two tandems and had a couple of other bikes. I remember one day we started riding and it was sleeting and they said, we need to turn back. I says, no, no, you got to be tough. And we kept going. But the person that, that suffered the most through this in terms of sports was Father Nathan because there was no hockey. Tell him about that. Well, I play hockey throughout the week, once a week usually. Um, so that was totally shut down. And then all the talkie I watched too was totally shut down. So, so you you lost pretty much all your your extracurriculars in every way outside of uh, outside of which so many de- did. And Father Bill was lucky to have his his cycling to go. So, how did you uh, I guess supplement not having hockey, uh, Father Nathan? Well, there's always street hockey out there. You can do, but, <laughs> uh, I just kept you know active a little bit and. Um, I played a lot of tennis um, throughout that. That's kind of my second sport. Father Bill, were you worried for, for Father Nathan when 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 hockey wasn't in the mix for him? Yeah, it was it was a tough loss for him. But believe me, he's making up for lost time now. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of him. <laughs> you can call or text give 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give. This is the Spring share on Redeemer Radio. I'm Angel DiCarlo, Sports Director of Redeemer Radio 95.7. This is the St. Pius X Granger Hour Father Nathan Masco, Father Bill Schooler are joining us here right now as we break things down and and talk about everything happening at St. Pius and and Redeemer Radio as well. Uh, we we kind of talked about this earlier, uh, Father Bill, but uh, you know for those maybe who just got in their cars, just listening, just tuning in on Facebook, um, just uh, the different ways you feel. Um, why Catholic radio is important, uh, why Redeemer radio is important and, and how it can help influence um, those in the younger generation, perhaps uh, to, to get back into their faith and those in the older generation to, to stick with their with their faith. It's really a wonderful way, you know, as we tune into the radio, especially in our cars. That's about the only time I ever listen to the radio is when I'm in my car. And it really is. It's refreshing. You can learn all kinds of things. It's it's good. It really is. There's such a breadth of uh, wideness of the programming available, too. I think Catholic Answers is one of the uh, more popular ones, too. But um, going really in detail in certain areas in ways that you just can't in a five-minute conversation after Mass or something. Or in a homily. You know, there's 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 a lot of ways of learning. And some of them are really fun. Well, you mentioned, you know, you listen 
pretty much when you're in your car. And Father Nathan, you know, your generation may be not listening as much to the radio. And, and one of the ways that we've tried to uh, expand Redeemer Radio is with Spoke Street Media. We're starting to launch a podcast network. Um, and, and to, so that segments like the one you're on, Flavor of the Week, has its own podcast. Um, and, and can be, and can be a part of that. How important do you feel that is to, to maybe bring along that younger generation that, you know, Many people that are your age that, you know, you probably went to to school with have maybe perhaps drifted away from their faith and and to be able to connect with them on that level. Yeah, if there's some good quality content on there, people are going to be eager to do that. Uh, But nowadays we find people um, seeing that doing it more on their own time and when they're available. And we have so many different schedules going on right now um, that we want to be as available as we possibly can. Uh, Father Bill. You know, connecting with that younger generation, I imagine, it is uh, something that's critical um, at every Catholic parish, right? Because you, we we know those those kids are are not, you know, I say kids, young adults, people that are twenty five to forty five, even are, are have been drifting away from the church a little bit. So finding ways to connect with them is critical, and I imagine you guys are trying to find different ways to do that. At Pius as well. We are. And of course, it's been frustrating during the pandemic because we haven't been able to have the normal socializing things that we've been accustomed to. And I'm really hoping, especially as the weather warms up, I'm hoping we could do more outdoor activities that would attract people. Uh, That's a great point that you make, because sometimes you look at things and you realize, okay, well, Man, last year and you're like, well, that person's not well, it's the pandemic. It's not. And you like lose track of things. How concerned are you with maybe the long term aspect of this of people slowly have been drifting away even more because of the lack of connection during the pandemic? I worry about that. I, I, I truly am worried about that. And I just pray that as we ease up, as we return to normal again, we can be creative. This is one creative way. But I, I'm hoping as a parish we can be creative in, in, in celebrating the end and welcoming people back. But I truly am concerned about that. I am. Because that works both ways. There's, there's the, then there's the positive side. There's probably people, as you mentioned, Father Nathan before, starting to read the Bible again or, you know, uh, praying a rosary or, or, or devoting a time right at five o'clock to say, Hey, I'm going to do prayer. So there's the negative side that we worry about the people that are drifting away. But then there's the, the positive side of the people that, Hey, they've had more time. They've, they've done more more stuff to get back into their faith. And now it's become a part of their daily life to be able to continue that prayer, even as their schedules increase and get busier again. You take it one day at a time and remember that everything about the faith is an invitation. So in a sense, this entire ministry is an invitation to Christ and, you know, people flipping through the dials can find it. People online um, in so many different ways can find that and seeing our churches as kind of that visualization of you know, we've talked about all these things and then we can go into church, go into mass on Sunday and see all of these things taking place and just the reality of how much we are loved by the Lord. By the way, one of the ways that we're trying to uh, reach out to that younger generation is uh, our bocce ball event. And we, we this was the plan last year. And then we end up not having our bocce ball event on um, on the south on the Michiana side. But we've slashed the price for young adults. Um, we have a special young adult price um, to make it a lot 
lot more reasonable because obviously the, those things can be pricier and, and for, for the older generation, they can maybe afford it a little bit, but, but trying to get it so that you can have a fun activity with the young adults. And if anyone's interested, that's listening, uh, that's going to be Monday, August 2nd at St. Joe farm. Um, and we'll have, uh, registrations coming up, uh, next week for that. So keep a look at it on that Redeemer, on Redeemer Radio. So it's like all these different ways that we're all trying to, to be able to connect with that younger audience. Right. And I just think we have to be creative. Uh, and this, again, this is one creative way, but we need to be creative in, in welcoming people back, getting people enthused about it and reconnecting on a real level. Call or text give to 260-436-9598. You can go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well to help support Redeemer Radio. Call or text give 260-436-9598 on the Holy Cross College text line. RedeemerRadio.com slash give um, as well. We'll get you a nice You Belong t-shirt if if you donate $120. If you're saying, how does it cost me $120 for a t-shirt. There's a specific reason that it is that actually represents one hour of programming at Redeemer Radio. Uh, that's how much it costs to to do one hour of programming uh, for 24 hours a day, 365 days, days a year. Um, so that's what $120. So again, that number, you can call or text give 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give. Um, we, we spoke earlier about the social media outreach that you guys have done. Um, and it's remarkable that when you go on your guys' page, there is – feels like there is like seven different things every day. And, Father Bill, you just – I think you just hosted something that was on Facebook Live um, maybe at like noon or 1 o'clock. Bible study. Okay, you yeah, had Bible study. I saw something pop up, and I'm like, oh, he must be coming straight from from there. And then you guys are going to host the rosary right after this. So uh, take us through a little bit more of what you guys are providing on your St. Pius uh, Facebook page and, and your other social platforms. When the pandemic hit and we were shut down, we created a whole new COVID page for our parish that provided all sorts of you know, digital resources for we tried to think of what can you do in the home, you know, either with yourself or with your family. Um, so there are a lot of saint of the day things and just little short stories about what is Lent, what is Easter. And, you know, that really connected with people. Um, but, you know, social media is that social aspect. Um, so it's a lot of engaging um, with another person, albeit you know, in a digital way. Um, but it's that engagement that we're all kind of dying for. Um, and, you know, we continue that on a normal day. It kind of looks like a daily mass at 845. On Thursdays, Father Bill has Bible study like he did this morning. Um, we've got some sort of prayer at noon. Normally, it's the Angelus, but during um, the Easter season, we're doing the Regina Chaley, um, a 3 o'clock um, rosary, and then sometimes an evening activity prayer. And another thing we do is every Wednesday, we pre-record the weekend mass. So one of us pre-records the weekend mass and then we that's broadcast beginning at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And then we continue to pre-record the television mass. What channel is that? I always forget. 69.1. Yeah. And, and that's a half hour mass that is every Sunday at noon. So that helps. Now, one of the things that we're going to change, though, we're going to start live streaming the 10 o'clock mass and that way we won't have to pre-record it. And we're going to do that the Sunday after Pentecost because we have a new live streaming service 
that is much more reliable. So people can actually watch the 10 o'clock mass on our website and it'll be up the rest of the day. Or they can watch the TV mass at noon and then people still come at one o'clock. We distribute communion to those who've watched virtually. And it's been so great to work in with emails or calls on just helping people walk through our website and explaining what it is and um, both on the faith aspect and just on the basic technology. How do I get there? How do I pull this video up? You can call or text GIFT 260-436-9598. If you're just tuning in, go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well. Our spring share I'm Angel DiCarlo, Sports Director at Redeemer Radio 95.7, along with Father Nathan Masco, Father Bill Schooler from St. Pius X Granger for our Redeemer Radio spring share here for the St. Pius X Granger Hour. Um, <laughs> how about you give some shout-outs out to those technology folks that you guys have been leaning on uh, o- over at St. Pius X. I imagine there's quite a few people that have, have really worked that extra mile to make sure that you guys are able to do all these things. Well, Jeremy Hoy has been instrumental in helping schedule all the things along with Sally Flask and Beth Havis. Um We have Jimmy Flask. Um, Dave Laux does a lot. Dave Laux, Kim Mouch, Betsy Quinn. Yeah, we, it, it just keeps going on and on because, again, those are all... Staff and volunteers that regularly do it, but there's so many other people. Ron Grizzoli. It's, it's, we couldn't do it without all those people. <laughs> you guys have the benefit of being the, the big, the big parish. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of colleagues, right? Uh, uh, some of the things that others have been dealing with that are, are in these smaller parishes. It, it, it not as easy, obviously, to be able to connect with, with, with their flock. Right. For us, you go back and forth because ours is, a lot going on, but sometimes it is nice to be simple and yes, <laughs> one it's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I imagine actually it, what you said about you know pre-recording the mass and now starting to maybe do the the live ten o'clock mass. It's probably been important because the pre-recorded one probably looks a little well. There's no not many people there, or if there is, there's no one. There's no one there. So at least then now. People tuning in. Okay, there's people there. They're singing involved. There's these different aspects that 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 make it more enjoyable. Yes, yes. And the other things I have tremendously missed. I miss all the social things. So I miss coffee and donuts after mass. I miss the nice of Columbus and their their pancake breakfast. I miss I'm, the food. Yes, <laughs> I miss <laughs> the you know I miss the fish fries. It used to be every Tuesday night for the Lent series, we'd have wonderful soup. You know, we we even we haven't even been able to do funeral luncheons and we're talking about starting those uh, sometime this summer. So I miss those things tremendously. Absolutely. I also have just heard, I don't know if it got processed, but I did hear uh, Christian and Lori Davey have uh, made a pledge as well. So thank you to them here. A uh, few minutes left here in the St. Pius X Granger Hour. Call or text GIVE 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash GIVE as well. This is our spring share uh for Redeemer Radio going on in both uh, Michiana and in Fort Wayne, we'll continue on through tomorrow. And again, you can call or text give right now to 260-436-9598, redeemerradio.com slash give. Uh, Father Bill, we will, we will make up for Father Drew. We will. We will. We have. We've made up the time here, and we'll get us back on track so that these hours can start a little earlier. Um, could you uh, close us out in prayer? Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and ever shall, shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. May God bless you all. Thank you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. That is Father Bill Schooler, Father Nathan Masco for St. Pius the Tenth Granger Hour. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Again, if you want to call or text, give to 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com slash give as well. You can help support us here at Redeemer Radio. Gentlemen, thank you very much, and everyone have a great day. We'll have another hour of share coming for you after this commercial break. It'll be the St. John New Haven Hour, then Quinn of Angels Hour, Marion St. Joe High School Intern Hour coming up at 5, and the Dr. Doctor Hour coming up at 6 p.m. I'm Angel DiCarlo. More Sherathon right after this. Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Sherathon. Please keep us in your prayers, and if you're able to support the mission, visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.